Jeremiah chapter number 18. Uh, just remain standing just for a moment. We'll read just a couple verses and then I'll let you sit down here this morning. Jeremiah chapter number 18. Amen. I'm glad the Bible says our Lord neither sleeps nor slumbers. Amen. Doesn't matter what time you get here, he'll be here when you show up. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number 18. We're going to read just about six verses and then uh, we're going to pray this morning. Aren't you glad to be saved? All right. I'm glad. I am so glad. This may be a little carnal, but I'm glad Alabama and Auburn won yesterday. Amen. Thank God. I said, Lord, if they lose, there'll be a state of mourning on our first kickoff two services. Amen. God knows we don't need that. Amen. So God bless. And, you know, even Tennessee won in a great way there, Brother Kendrick. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I just want to be a blessing. Florida rolled, but them poor dogs. Amen. I don't, I don't know, Brother, Brother Chris. You going to be all right? You'll be fine. All right. I wish my wife could say the same. Amen. She's a big dog fan, and she's in mourning this morning. Hallelujah. All right. Jeremiah 18, verse 1. Are you there? Say amen. The Bible says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my word. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. He wrought a work on the wheels. I wanted to preach on them three W's right there, him a-working, the work, and the wheel, and how he does the work, but God's going to go a little different today. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. How many of y'all in this building are so glad that we have a second chance, God? <laughs> I'm glad he's a third and fourth chance. You say, preacher, you don't know how many times I've failed. You don't know what kind of God I have. Listen, he'll make you again. He'll make you again. And the Bible says, as seemed good to the potter to make it, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Dear Lord Jesus, bless us this morning. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing and your spirit that's in this place. I pray that your will be done, Lord Jesus. Have your way. Speak to our hearts, Lord. I pray that you'll make it, uh, uh, Lord, in such a way that it will be completely understood what you'd have us to know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. There's going to be, there's going to be today, uh, probably between this service and the next service, there's probably going to be about 50 people uh, that's going to be ready to shoot me. They're going to be about 50 people who thinks that I'm preaching directly at them today. But I have found out and learned in Bible college that uh, if one says it, 10 are thinking it. And if 50 people come to me with issues and problems, then I know there's a 500 of us that are dealing with the same issue. I, I was praying this week, and I, I'm telling you, I wanted, to, I wanted to have a humdinger and a barn burner. I'm not lying. I wanted to kick this thing off great, and, and I was praying, and I could not get peace about what to preach. And I've been counseling with people all week. We've been dealing with issues in the last couple of weeks, and, 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 and I've been praying, Lord, there's one thing to go and get a shouter out of, but there's another thing when you go and get what you need. Amen? And boy, if there was ever a day that we live in, we need to go to the house of God and get something that we need that's going to help us be what we need to be and how we should be. And, and man, I, God woke me up Friday morning and said, go down to the potter's house. 
He said exactly what he said to Jeremiah, and I began to read and study that. And boy, I tell you what, God opened my eyes exactly where we are right now. About a year ago, about a year ago, we decided that we were going to not just have church and we were not just going to play church and uh, we were not just going to go to church, we was going to be disciples. He said, go and make disciples. He called us to be disciples. He commissioned us to be disciples. He has saved us to be disciples. And from that moment on, it seemed like everybody that made a decision, that made a choice in their life to be the disciple that God wants them to be, it seems like they've been going through hell on earth. I'm talking about one thing after another to the point that I have gotten to, Lord, have mercy, how much can we take? And, and you know, in my initial thinking, in my initial uh, 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 understanding, I'm saying, boy, the devil's just getting to us. I'm telling you, we made a, a decision to do what God wants us to do. We have decided to do right and go right, and the devil's just piling on us. And you know what? God has said, the devil don't have nothing to do with it. And I got to thinking, well, who in the world's messing with us? I read a quote this week, I read a quote this week that was very, I'm telling you, there's, there's no more truth been written in a quote. It said, my world was being shaken, and I went to God, and to find out it was God doing the shaking. Listen, in this, in this story of the potter, there is an awesome, I mean, there is so much stuff here in this story, I, there's no way in the world to get it all out at one time, but we know that we are the vessel. We are the clay. We are made of clay. Whether you know it or not, you're made of dirt. Amen. God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. We're all made out of the same material. Whether you like it or not, if you think you're better than your neighbor, you're not. You're made out of the same material. Amen. We're made out of the dust of the ground. And that typology, we are the clay. And, and we see a potter here. I, I can imagine in my mind as Jeremiah has gone down to the potter's field and to the potter's house, and, and we see that, that the house is usually right out by the field where he goes and digs the clay. He'll go out there, and he don't take topsoil. He don't take uh, stuff that, that you could use for things, that you could use for growing. You know, clay is not good for anything. I mean, clay in its original form and where it is, it's just about useless, just like we are without God. And the Bible says that he goes out there and he digs in the earth and digs out that clay. Well, I thought, man, as, as I was reading this, I, I happened to think about Psalms 40. It said, I waited patiently on the Lord, and he inclined unto me. And he heard my cry, and he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my foot on a rock and established my going. I'm glad one day in my life I could not get to where he was, so he came to me. I could not make it to where he was, so he came down to where I I was. He came down to the crack house. He came down to the prostitute's house. He came down to the meth house. He'll go down to the jail house. He'll go wherever you're at and he'll dig you out. Thank God he came looking for me. Well, he starts that process as he goes and, and digs that clay out and he pulls that clay out. And, 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 and we see that there is a process that goes on before the clay ever makes it to where it's going to be used. And man, there is so much stuff to this. But I want to give you two points this morning. Two main things. And the reason these specific things is because this is where we're at. This is what we're dealing with. I have found out that God is a very personal God. How many of y'all have found that out lately? God will get in your stuff. 
And we see two things. I want to share with you two things. And it's going to be all I can do. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. Number one, I want to talk about the potter a little bit. Really, what we're going through, these 50 people I'm talking about, it's, it's more than that. It's everybody. It's everybody. I don't care whether we have taught personally. Now, many of you in here, we have taught one-on-one personally, whether it's in counseling in the office or whether it's on the phone. And I want you to know I'm preaching to all of us, to me included, because you're not the Lone Ranger. You're not the only one going through what you're going through. You're not the only one facing difficulty. You're not the only one facing things you don't understand. You're not the only one with wonders in your mind. Why am I facing what I'm facing today? God wants you to know you're in a process. But before you can appreciate the process, you've got to understand the potter. You've got to understand the potter. And the real message is in the process, but let's talk about the potter for just a moment, and then we'll begin. The Bible says, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house. Behold, he wrought. That word wrought means as you work something in. How many of y'all have ever made a meatloaf? God bless you. Now, how many of y'all made a real one? I'm talking about, uh, now, now, my wife's taste buds are a little different than mine, and, 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 and she makes mine and she makes hers, and, and she'll put stuff in mine. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? A real one. I mean, you got to throw some things in there. You know, it's like ragu, it's in, the, it's in there. Amen. And when you put that, then you start, come on now, what are you doing? You working it in. You're working it in. I mean, you're putting ingredients here and there. And you're throwing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Her, her grandmama cooked some Brunswick stew. And I'm telling you, it's the best you've ever had in your life. And you'll ask her, what do you put in there? Oh, just a little bit of this. And, but will she, tell, she won't tell you not. Just, just, I just put this. And, and that's what God does in our life. And he's working it in. But what you don't realize, he's bringing things into your life. And he's working it in. In because he has got a plan. The potter is always at work. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Hey, you're taking notes. I want you to see his active participation. His active participation. As I studied this, I, I got I downloaded some information about pottery and and, and old fashioned old style pottery making and, and 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 that kind of clay working. And and do you realize that the potter is involved in the clay from the very digging to the displaying. I'm talking about all the way from the beginning. That potter goes out and he digs the clay himself. He will come and he will begin the process of working that clay and, listen, uh, preparing that clay and working that clay and putting it on the wheel and doing everything. I mean, from the very beginning all the way to the end, even through the fiery process. You got to realize when that when that that vessel is made, it'll go through the fire. It'll go through a time in that kiln where it and then there's a whole purpose for that. We'll get to in a minute. But the point I'm making is this: as I studied that about putting that that vessel into the fire, do you realize? A uh, uh, sure enough, Potter, he'll come over here, and he'll sit beside after he puts the vessel in the kiln, and he'll wait on it with hope in his heart. Y'all with me? Hope that, that 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 pottery will be okay. Hope that there's not a there's not a hidden air pocket in that's going to destroy. But do you realize our potter? 
Do you realize the one that's forming us and it's involved in our life? According, uh, hallelujah, according to the book of Daniel, when we go through the fire, he don't go over there and stand somewhere else. He's walking around in that fire with us. He is involved. He is actively participating in my life, whether I'm on the mountaintop or I'm in the deepest valley, whether I'm in a state of holiness or I'm in a state of sin. He's not going to let me go. He's not going to throw me out. He's not going to give up on me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Somebody say amen. He's a walking with me. Every step, even when I can't feel him, even when I, and you know what? God spoke to my heart. I don't believe, I don't believe those three Hebrew children could see him. I don't believe it's never recorded that they did. The only person that's recorded that saw him was Nebuchadnezzar. I believe they was thinking, what are we doing in here? We're doing the right thing. I know it because they're human. Sometimes you won't see God in the fire, but this old world will. He's active participation. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're facing. It may be discouragement. It may be despair. It may be depression. It may be, listen, it may be sin. It may be suffering. But whatever it is, you can believe this. He's walking right beside you. Oh, how do you know? Because the Bible said the vessel was marred in the hand of the potter. I've got, Miss Kathy, I've got pictures. And I download them pictures. And that... That mud's thrown on that 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 rock. Uh, yeah. It that, that you could just see the hand of that potter just gently moving that clay to the center of the wheel. Because he can't even start shaping it till it gets in the and it's just moving it ever so gently. And I could just see, and you know what? Old redneck hands like this, they tear it all to pieces. But those potter's hands are so soft and gentle because the least little anything would make it all fall apart. And when you think you're about to die, you have no idea how gentle he's holding you up. And he's actively participating in your life from the dig to the display. He stays right there with you. Because he's watching them even in the drying process. He's sitting there waiting, making sure they don't get too dry, making sure they have just enough moisture. And then in there, and but then he's walking in the fire with, and boy, then he's right there. Preacher, what are you saying? Don't lose hope because he's right there with you. Church, say amen. We see the potter. We see the potter. See, this right here will help you appreciate the process because there's times in the process you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to give up. But you need to understand he's walking right there with you. We see his active participation in B. Write this down. This is going to be for some of us stubborn people, including me. We see his assured persistence. His assured persistence. Where do you get that? The Bible says this in verse number 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he, he made it again. Here's what some of y'all are thinking. <laughs> some of y'all are thinking, you got this little mar, you got this little situation. So God said, well, okay, I'm just let you slide. But you need to understand something. That he made it again, they don't just, they don't just try to fix that mar. They put, 
it goes right back into an old lump again. In other words, they got to crush it back and start all over. The point I'm making is this. Some of you have set a limit of where you're going to go with God. Some of you have set a, 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 a place that this is all I'm going to give up. This is all I'm going to give. This is as far as I'm going to go. And, you know, this is, this is where I'm going to be with God. In other words, I'm going to throw it in neutral and I'm going to coast just a little bit. And I'm not going to, this is as far as I'm going to go. Well, I got news for you, honey. God don't let things slide. Because, see, what you don't realize is he's got a plan for you. Well, yonder. And even though you feel like you may still be in the pit, or you might be in that drying process, you might be in that kneading process that we're going to talk about, getting those air pockets out, getting those hidden things out, and you feel like God's pounding you. And you, Well, I'm not going to go no further. This is all I'm going to go. I've got this habit or I've got this situation, and I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to change. I, I just am what I am. That's the dumbest word you'll ever say in your life. Because this is the deal. God is not satisfied till he gets you where he wants you. And I had an idea in my life, well, I'd get to a certain place, and then it was my choice if I wanted to go any further or not. How wrong that statement is. It's not up to me. It's up to the potter. Because if it was up to me, I'd have quit before the kneading process. I would have quit by the time he was pounding on me. I'd have quit by the time I was under deep Holy Ghost conviction. I wouldn't want to go no further. But see, it's not up to you. It's up to the potter. And he won't let things slide. I got proof. How many of y'all are here today and you saved and you know it? Say amen. Watch what the Bible says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Now watch this. Hebrews 12, 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. My son... Despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. See, here's what you've got to understand. Brother Kendrick, when you're spinning around on that table, you may think you look pretty good, but God feels a hidden lump. Because his old gentle hands are right there with you. God feels a hidden air pocket. He feels something that on the outside nobody in this planet can see. Your neighbor beside you thinks you got it all together. Your spouse may think you got it all together. You may be fooling the preacher today. But there's a hidden sin. There's a hidden situation. There's a hidden something that's there that God knows it's there. God knows it's there. And I promise you this. He knows this. He knows this. He ain't going to let it slide. Because, see, he's got a determination for you. And once he starts a work, you don't quit. You don't quit. There is an assured persistence. Well, when's he going to quit bothering me when you fix what he's dealing with you about? <laughs> I just keep having this come over and over and over again. That's because you ain't dealt with it yet. I just keep having the same problem, preacher. Well, you're going to have it till you get fixed. If you've got to have, listen, I'll tell you, let me use this illustration. If you've got a problem loving people, God's going to keep you around unlovable people. Because God don't want you to love like you, your spouse loves you because it's easy to love somebody who loves you. God's trying to conform us into the image of his son, and Jesus loves everybody. So God's going to keep 
thumping on us, molding on us, shaping on us, till we can love the unlovable. Ain't we having fun this morning? Now, that's the potter. Now, let me share with you a couple things about the process. Now, look, did I mention I was preaching to me too, Brother Kendrick? Did I share that? Okay, all right, I was just making sure. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I said, Lord, now there's people going to think I'm picking on them. I'm not. I'm trying to help you understand. You're in the process. You're in the process. Because when you decided that day you was going to be a disciple, God decided, okay, he's going to have to bring things up that we didn't even know was there and deal with it. That's the potter. Number two, I want you to see the process. This is, this is good stuff. Boy, I'm telling you. The process. What is the process? We know it goes out and digs. Well, the first thing that takes place when you dig that, when you dig that clay up, man, there's, there's gravel. There's gravel and there's grass and, 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 and there's more than anything air pockets. In that clay. And, and what the first thing that, that happens is that potter will get that clay and he'll begin to knead it. He'll begin to knead it and work that clay and pound it. I mean pound it. Getting those hard lumps out. Getting those air. And mo- the, the scariest part of the air pockets, which I never knew that. I never knew that that was the deal. Because sometimes those air pockets in that clay, when that vessel, when it, what happens to air when it's heated? What happens? Expands. Now, if there's a hidden air pocket in that vessel and you put it in the kiln, what's going to happen when it heats up? It's going to explode. You may tell you what happened. You may tell you what happened to Jim Baker and 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 Jimmy Swaggart and all them guys. There was a hidden air pocket that they would never deal with. I believe they were good guys. You can believe what you want. I don't care. It's America. You got that freedom. I believe there's a lot of people got saved in, in both of them. And 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 but something happened that they never dealt with. And then when it really got into the heat, it exploded. Now see, before God wants to put you on display, He's trying to get you to deal with those things that's there. Here's the problem. We start to see God move in our life and we're making progress. We're moving forward and we're seeing things. And then all of a sudden this thing shows up. We wonder, what in the world is God doing? I'll tell you what God's doing. He's trying to get the air pocket out. Because it may be an air pocket that you don't even see, that you don't even know is there. But God knows it's there. And I found out this, that the process, the process is very personal in its focus. It is very personal in its focus. That kneading, I, y'all know I have to alliterate this. The kneading process, that pounding, crushing process to get those things out, to get those gravel out, to get the lumps out, to get those air pockets out. He's trying to sanctify us. Then he'll put us on the wheel. And that wheel is a type of life. That wheel is a type of life. How many of y'all know life is very difficult? What is that wheel doing? That wheel is spinning, which causes pressure on the vase or on the vessel, and it's pushing, oh, hallelujah, it's pushing the vase or the vessel against the potter's hand. So life is always causing pressure against the hand of the potter. 
And according to where the potter applies the pressure, it will determine the shape of the vessel. And see, you got to understand, the potter already knows what shape it's going to be before it ever lands on the plate. Because sometimes they will measure out the clay and they may make six of the same thing and sometimes one big thing, but before it ever, oh hallelujah, before it ever goes on the table, he already knows what's going to be made. You don't and I don't, but he does. And he'll keep applying pressure till he gets the shape that he's looking for. Woohoo! Why is God doing this to me? Oh, he's just shaping you. Why is he applying pressure in this area of my life? Because you need to move there. Why is he trying to move me here? Why is, why am I feeling, why, why? Oh, he's just shaping you into the vessel he wants you to be. God needs people shaped to work for the homeless people. Brother Kendrick, God has spent a lifetime shaping you to deal with those young people. And God applied a different kind of pressure to him than he applied to me. Because he's shaping me into something different. You know what? I'm just going to tell y'all, this is good stuff, even if I'm preaching. This is helping me if it ain't helping nobody. Because I can look back in my life and the things that happened to me, I thought it was just coincidence. I thought it was just circum, And it was just God shaping. And watch this. After it's shaped into the very shape that he wants it, we think, we're, we're, we've arrived. I'm, I'm ministering. I'm serving. Then he takes it and he lets it dry out a little bit. And there's a drying process where we think, where's God? Where's God at? He's there watching. He's there checking everything. If he knows that there's too much moisture in there, when it goes in the kiln, it's a Sometimes we go through a drying process. We think we're in the middle of the wilderness and God's abandoning us. We can pray and it don't seem like it goes past that ceiling. But he don't ever leave us. And then he has to put us in the fire. But see, that fire, that, that, that potter said this, it is the fire. Are y'all ready for this? It is the fire that eternally changes the vessel. In other words, before the fire, there's a lot of stuff can happen and go back to clay. But boy, when you go through the fire, that's the strengthening process. That's what makes the clay very strong. Do you realize there are some vessels that have gone, that's been fired and, and they've been made that's lasted 2,000 years? While, while wood has molded and rotted and metal has rusted away, but them vessels of clay, that useless old clay, after it's gone through the fire. Talking about eternal glory, hallelujah. But it's the fire that makes it strong. It's the circumstances of life that gives us its shape. It's the needing, the pounding, the conviction of the Holy Ghost. And, and listen... God will deal with us in two ways, inner conviction and outer circumstances. But you've got to understand it's all part of the process. Listen, if you've got a pride problem, that's what he's going to deal with. 
you've got a lust problem, that's what he's going to deal with. If you've got a if you've got an anger problem, that's what he's going to deal with. And you know what? He'll he'll keep applying pressure to that area till it's done. You're not going to ignore it and hope it goes away. Let me help you with something. It's personal and it's focused. Then B, it's painful and it's feel. Let me say this. Let me say this. Psalms 51.8 says, Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. This is David speaking. Sometimes when God deals with us, it causes pain. Now in this particular verse, he's talking about discipline. But I'm not talking about discipline. I'm talking about the molding of God in our lives sometimes causes pain. Sometimes it brings things up that gives us heartbreak. Sometimes it, it, it makes us feel... And here's what you've got to understand. Every time you feel pain doesn't mean God's disciplined you. And you say, why is that important to understand? Because sometimes... I, I have very few times. Very few times. I, I, I got in trouble sometimes, and, and, and I wasn't even the one at fault, yet I got a whooping for it. Now let me tell you something. If there was anything that'll make you feel bitter and hate your parent, is when you get a whooping for something you didn't do. Now I know, and I know what my dad's gonna say. And if he's here, he'd say, "Well, bless God, that was for all them ones you didn't get. You should have got." I understand. I, I'm not denying that. Amen. I, I, I am definitely on the, the winning side. Amen. But the point I'm saying, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? When you got in trouble, you got corrected, and then turn around, and it wasn't even your fault. How'd that make you feel? And see, what happens is we're living our life. We're doing the very best that we can. We're trying as hard as we can. We're giving God our all, and, and we're doing and, and And boom, something happens, and we're wondering, what's he doing? Why is God doing this? And we get bitter against God. Because we think God is trying to punish us. But he's not. God's not trying to punish us. We think that because we're hurting. We think that because we don't understand. We think that because we can't figure out why we're going. And, and we think it's discipline when it's just development. And you say, preacher, why are you saying all this? Because I said that about the potter so you would appreciate the potter. So there will be times in your life when he's molding on you, you're just going to have to trust him. Because God is trying to move us as his children to move from operating in feelings and operating in faith. Church, say amen. Well, what if there is something in our life? What if, what if there is a hidden air pocket? What if there is a hidden sin? Well, I'll tell you what will determine your pain level in that situation. Whether you deal with it or whether he deals with it. I've never had a sin in my life that God didn't come to me first and say, Malcolm, you need to address this situation. God's not going to run across the whole world and tell everybody all your problems. Now, all you in here that's sanctimonious and sanctified and so glorified that you ain't got no sin, you need to quit kidding yourself. Because we all got issues. We all got issues. We all got struggles. We all got things. So don't look your nose down at nobody or look up. You, just, you can just get over that. But I want to tell you this. If you don't deal with it in private, God will deal with it in public. 
He said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Now, if you humble yourself, he won't have to. Now, I promise you this, his humbling will hurt a lot worse than your humbling. For instance, for instance, you're a pretty strong guy. Stand up. Play a little mercy. Now, I'm the preacher now, all right? Yes, and a Florida fan. Amen. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. Now, look, if I give and I submit, go ahead and fly pressure. And I just go ahead. That's not going to hurt me. It may a little bit, but ultimately it's, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm it. But if I fight back, I'm the preacher. I'm the preacher. (laughs) You see the difference? Now, here's what you're going to do. You're going to want to fight back because that's human nature. But the more you fight back, the harder it will get on you. But if you just say, okay, God, that's it. I'm tired of fighting. I hate it. I come, into, I come into my small group one time with an attitude. Me and Tammy were having a discussion. That's why we're watching the video, amen? But, uh, and I had an attitude. I did. And I went in, and I was, I was thinking, I, I had a legitimate argument, I still believe. Uh, I don't care what they think, but no, I'm just. But I wanted to address it, but I came with an attitude. Well, it didn't, it didn't exactly come out across what, what I was hoping it was going to come out. I mean, it, it, it got kind of, and, and God, but you know what? God was working on something in me. And you know, that was humiliating. Because I come back, I said, look, guys, I'm sorry. I had to fess it. I came in here with attitude. I came in here with, and, and that's humiliating. Now, if I'd have dealt with attitude on my own, and, and not had, I wouldn't have had to do it in front of all of them. The point of the matter is, if God is working on you, number one, don't think he's going to quit. Because you're not, oh, I'm going to quit church then. Yo, that's going to really tell him something, ain't it? You don't think he knows where you live? See, church don't have anything to do with it. You belong to him. You're the clay and he's the potter. All that's going to do is make it worse. But if you do what I had to do, Look, guys, I'm sorry. Did I not do that? I said, man, I'm sorry. I come here with attitude, and, and, and I had to be dealt with publicly because I didn't deal with it privately. The pain in this situation will be determined by your response to it. The people in the book of Acts that received the word of God gladly, they were pricked in their heart by what the preacher said. But those that resisted it and got mad, they were cut to the heart. They killed the man of God, and I believe they died and went to hell. Church, say amen. Last of all, last of all, last of all, the Bible says this. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. This process is not only personal in its focus. Sometimes it's painful in its feel. But then I want you to see it's pertinent in its function. In other words, God don't just do things just to do them. God don't just do things for the sake of doing them. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 says this, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your, the 
the trial of your being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. If need be, if need be. In other words, God ain't going to make you go through something you don't need. Now, I like this one. Watch this, 2 Timothy 2.20. But in a great house, aren't you glad we're in a great house? There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and of some to honor and some to dishonor. Now, watch this. Read it with me, everybody. If a man, you got that up there, brother? If a man purge himself from these. Now, watch this. He shall be, right here on the screen, everybody, look up here, look up here. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. That word meet means useful. Useful. How many of y'all have ever, how many of y'all have ever gone to McDonald's and uh oh that's kind of rednecky. McDonald's for you Yankees, amen. And you got a Coke, and they gave you a straw and it had that split in it. Y'all ever had that had a split in it? And you got that thing, you know, And you can't figure out what in the world's going on. I mean, you're doing everything. You, you're about to, uh, you know, pass out. And it's got that, what in the world's right? You know, and you're getting mad and everything. And, you put, and it's got, it's useless. It's useless. It can't be used. It looks like a straw. Round, you know. But it can't be used. Now, we may look like good Christians. And we, and in our minds, thinking that, hey, we got, it's, we're, we have no idea. There's a hairline fracture there that we can't even see. That God knows there, and we're no use to Him till He can use us. Let me give you this illustration. Peter, you're going to deny me? Oh no, uh, uh-uh, uh, not me. I'll die before I do that. All the rest of these turkeys, they, they don't love you like I do, son. I love you. I'm the man. I am your right-hand man. That's what he was saying. Oh, no, no, you're, you're going to deny me three times. Before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. Be far from thee. Oh, no. Jesus is just rolling his eyes. See, Peter thought he had it all together. And he, he was a good guy, and he did great things. He cast out devils. I mean, he, 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 he healed people, and here we are. But see, he was useless. The Bible says, Satan hath desired to have thee, they may sift you as wheat. The word sifting means to break the hull, to get the product, to make the wheat. God had to allow Satan to break him so that one day he could use him. Whatever you're going through this morning, I want you to know it's not because God hates you. It's because God wants to use you. And with hidden things that are there that He's revealing to us that we need to deal with, it's not so you can be a pretty vase. It's so you can be of good use. Church, say amen. Now the question is, do we want to be meat for the Master's use? Church, say amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your, Lord, the, the truth that's in this book. God, I am so aware of how much I need this message. 
I'm so aware of how much I need to work on my faith. I need to work on my trust. I need to work on my belief in you and in that area that you're focusing in on my life. 